on today's Locked On Bama. SEC Media Days continues to roll on. Has it been really interesting? Eh, probably not, but uh, we're still going to talk about it. Also, big day for Alabama as two more commits roll in, one for 2023, one for 2024. We're going to talk about both of them. Both of them are positions that uh, Alabama fans are always enamored with. So can't wait to talk about those with Jimmy Stein coming up here on Locked On Bama. Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Doing good, doing good. It's uh, Will Reichard Day in the uh, in the countdown, and I think it's like a festivus miracle. How, how how does it happen on Will Reichard Day that you also get a commitment from a kicker? I mean, that's a festivus miracle right there. That is, and uh, look, I mentioned it. Uh, we talked about in the opening first of all thanks for making this your first listen we appreciate you guys secondly uh when it comes to positions alabama fans care about kickers got to be way on up there right i mean if it weren't for kickers think about how many more games alabama would have won that now we hadn't lost many but i mean i'm talking about kickers on either side uh you know a kicker cost us the a m game last year right i mean that their kicker won it uh theoretically um, then, you know, our kicker missed several uh, field goals in 2013, which would have Alabama would have marched to another national championship, making it three in a row. Uh, instead, we lose at Auburn, uh, lose and it, that the ineffectiveness of the kicker uh, made us go forward on fourth down late in that game. And we didn't get it. Um, then there's the. Think about all the other times that a kicker has cost us in one way or another. Um, shoot, go back to Lee Tiffin in Arkansas prior to Saban. Uh, so, yeah, kicker is really important. This guy is – I'm going to let you explain it. He's from Chicago. He's got an Irish father, and he won some kind of competition in Honolulu or something. I mean, you you explain it. <laughs> His dad going is a, right. His dad is originally from Ireland. We're talking about Connor Talty. He is a uh, kicker that uh, committed to Alabama today. He is just the second kicker that has been offered in this cycle. Alabama initially identified Peyton Woodring from Lafayette, Louisiana, as the kicker they would like, but uh, Woodring uh, chose Georgia. So Alabama's been on a search for another kicker. Uh, you need a kicker because Reichert is a senior. Uh, he's getting married in January and wants to just uh, move on to pro football or give pro football a try. So Reichert will not be back in 2023. So Alabama really needed to sign a kicker. Uh, to to uh, attempt to replace Will Reichard, who's who's been outstanding despite Alabama's kicking woes of the past. Reichard's been unreal. As a matter of fact, uh, on my story I did on him this morning for Will Reichard Day, Luke, Will is 40 of 49 in his career, which is it's really unbelievable considering he's been kicking from day one. Yeah, 40 of 49 in field goal attempts. Heck, that's at one point 40 of 49 made extra points. Sounded pretty good at Alabama, but Riker's been great. Connor Talty uh, committed today. He's from Chicago. Dad is originally from Ireland. Uh, not a leap to assume that Dad was a soccer player in Ireland. Uh, uh, there's been there's been some comments about the Polynesian Bowl 
which has kind of turned into the third biggest national all-star game. Uh, it's because it's in Hawaii, and they call it the po- Polynesian Bowl. Uh, I don't know. I'm not an encyclopedia on that all-star game. I really don't know all the rules. I think there is a concerted effort to give kids of Polynesian descent every opportunity to play in that game, and the game is in Hawaii. However, I, I think there are multiple uh, players that play in it every year that are not of Polynesian descent. Uh, so uh, in, any uh, word out there, this kid is part uh, Polynesian or Hawaiian, uh, not true to my knowledge. Uh, he just was invited by the Polynesian Bowl to a contest where several of the best kickers in the country were there, and the winner of the contest got the spot in Honolulu at the Polynesian Bowl, and he did win that contest. So so he won his way uh, by defeating several other national elite kickers. So he'll be kicking in the Polynesian Bowl, but he's, he's not Polynesian to my knowledge. He's Chicagoan, whatever that is. Um, but Peter Kim, I mean, doesn't it sort of – I mean, wouldn't it be kind of cool if – Peter Kim tie in there somewhere? You know, we talked about this the other day, Luke, about how we remember from our childhood players and we we think of them differently. And when I look back, I'm like, man, Peter Kim was a great kicker at Alabama. He was the kicker like before Van Tiffin. I think yep. Peter Kim was kicker prior to Van. And I remember him as being great. But the fact of the matter is, just look at the numbers. He's no Will Reichard. No, I mean, he's, he's not, not even close. Not now, even Will well, Reichard is arguably the second best kicker in school history. On top of I that, on top of that, um, the the field goal were was wider back then. Correct, and you could use a tee, and you, you could, could use a tee. The, the ball was placed on a tee, and the the field goal goalposts were half as wide as the freaking end zone. I mean, how did you ever miss? Now the, now it's like NFL and there's there's no T on the ground. It's a harder thing to do. And Riker's numbers are still better than the guys that use T's with the wider goalposts. Uh, Will has been fantastic. Uh, I look forward to when Will's career is over, seeing where he ranks. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think he's similar to Michael Proctor, who was a really good kicker at Alabama. Uh, but in the end, Luke, it's a guess on my part, in the end, I think Reichert is going to prove to be even better than Proctor. Uh, Lee Tiffin actually is one of the most accurate field goal kickers in NCAA history. Those are the numbers to beat. You know, it's funny. You talk about uh, best kicker in Alabama history, and, and my first thought was Philip Doyle. But, I mean, you could right. – it's, oh. it's, it's certainly not an obvious answer because if you said Michael Proctor – by the way, I went to – I was at school when Michael Proctor was there, and I – I'm friends with uh, his sister Michelle, who's just nice as she can be. Um, great people, but uh, and then of course Doyle. You can... I had a class with Doyle. That's funny. I went to school and had class with Doyle, and uh, you knew Proctor. That's funny. And then um, of course you could talk about uh, Van Tiffen, obviously in there somewhere. Um, yeah, you know, Van. Van's our most famous kicker because he made the most famous kick in Alabama history. I think the kick to beat Auburn in 85 is the most famous field goal in Alabama football history. But Van's career numbers are not as good as Adam Griffith's. That's true. Um, I would say the most famous field goal would either be Adam Griffith's or uh, 
Papanastos, Papajanos, or whatever it was that that completely duck hooked the one in the uh, national championship game. Jimmy, I need to tell everybody about Built Bar. Look, I pulled one out already for everybody. Look, Built Bar. Here it is right here. I'm telling you. Jimmy, you got your samples in, didn't you? Didn't they send you some samples? I are big time good. This is honest, honestly my favorite sample box in quite a while. They're delicious. Big time. And this one, uh, they sent us the s'mores. This one is the cookie dough chunk uh, puff variety. They are awesome. And I, and I told Joseph Hastings this yesterday. This is, I'm not kidding. Yesterday I was going to try and like do good and, and you know, eat a good lunch and, or, or just skip lunch and just have a built bar. I had one of these things. And I was like, okay, I have no willpower because I'm eating another one. I mean, I ate two built puffs because it was so good. I was like, I, I just got to have it. Um, Absolutely delicious. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off that order. Built.com is where you want to go to get 15% off that order if you use promo code LOCK15. These things are awesome, the built puffs. I promise you. Hey, a lot of people have either tweeted at us or DM'd me when they order this and they send me a picture. Here's what I'm going to start doing. If you keep doing that, I'm going to give you a shout out on the show and I'm going to put the picture of your tweet up there. So, um, you know, keep them clean, people. Keep these pictures clean. This is a family podcast. Yeah. All right, buddy. Please, we're, we're on our last chance. <laughs> that is true. Um, people have no idea how true that is. Um, <laughs> Jimmy, I, I want to tell everybody, too, go check out the NFL Top 50 in terms of, of value, uh, the, the players' value. Uh, Locked on NFL is doing this. It's a lot of fun. They're counting them down. Top 50. Everybody loves a ranking. So go to Locked on NFL and check this out. Okay, I'm going to keep this segment short and sweet, so I'm going to go to SEC Media Days for a minute. Then I want to get to our 2024 commitment in the next segment. Um, anything happened at Media Days today for you? Uh, I know Georgia took the mic. Uh, that was, you know, that was fine. Kirby uh, went up there and did his thing, said, hey, look, we're still the hunter and not the hunted. Um, I think he's taking a page out of Saban's book as best he can in terms of trying to keep his team hungry. Nolan Smith, I thought he was he represented Georgia very, very well. Um, but overall, there hadn't been a ton. You know, again, the, the biggest news from SEC Media Days is uh, the Texas A&M receiver that just got busted for a DUI, possession of a handgun and marijuana, you know, who was supposed to be at SEC Media Days tomorrow. I did not know Anai Smith was scheduled to be at Media Days. I, I knew yeah, he's just but all he was charged with. And let me tell you, Anai Smith, who's one of the best players in the SEC, and he's not only charged with, with DUI uh, in Texas, uh, he's also charged with weapons charges. And, you know, I'm no, uh, I'm no Texas lawyer uh, nor a politician. I'm just – if you are charged with carrying illegal firearms in Texas – I shudder to think what must have been in his car. I mean, did he did he have an F-18 in his car? Did he have a, a nuclear launcher? Because I didn't know there was such a thing as an illegal weapons charge in Texas, which is neither here nor there. But, you know, that to me, I, I, I think the weapons charge is something. And, and who, I, I'll be honest, this isn't a Texas A&M uh, podcast. I can say whatever. I, I, I think just my own personal opinion is Jimbo Fisher's uh, record of player discipline has been horrible. It was horrible at AM and I'm not I'm horrible at FSU and, and it's been somewhat better at AM, somewhat. And I'm not throwing stones in the glass house. Alabama's had issues in the past, although our players have been really uh, well behaved over the 
the past several seasons. But uh, I, I have no confidence that Jimbo handles this stuff well because we've seen what's happened in the past. So uh, I feel bad for the kid. He's just a kid. He's not a 30-year-old professional athlete. He, he, he deserves the second chance that I'm sure is swiftly coming for him. Uh, and uh, but Jimmy, me, it's, another, it's kind of funny that he was headed to media days in the day before he arrested and charged with multiple offenses. That's uh, well, that's something you you bring up a great point about to get charged in Texas with uh, you know, having a weapon like that, and where they typically like if I got pulled over in Texas one time, they were like, "You have a gun in the car?" I said, "No, they gave me one." <laughs> you need, um, but he must have had a rocket launcher made of cocaine that shot detached mattress tags. That's the only thing that would be illegal in Texas. Um, it's like pulled over in and arrested for possession of marijuana and the police are like, <laughs> the police are like and you're like wait a minute i thought marijuana is legal here and they're like yeah it is but not that you yeah. know so whatever that is and and here's another thing jimmy no player should ever look maybe at one time these players had an excuse of i didn't have the money to get an uber and i had $10 worth of gas in my car. So that's why I drove drunk. I was drinking. I made a mistake. Okay. I can buy that. Or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always in a bad part of town because I don't have any money for whatever reason. See, now you've got NIL and, and these kids have every advantage you can possibly have. They all have some money. There's no excuse anymore to get a DUI, to be charged with possession of a weapon because you're scared about something. Not only the fact that you're a football player and you can defend yourself, but anyway, um, Jimmy, let's go ahead yeah, and. Uh, if you're as famous as Anaya Smith is, and trust me, Anaya Smith to College Station is the same thing that uh, Jordan Battle is to Alabama. I mean, Anaya yes. Smith is easily one of their most well-known players and a future NFL player. He doesn't have to call Uber. He can just tweet, I'm Anaya Smith, and I urge everyone in College Station to use uber when they've had too much to drink and an uber will magically pull up within six feet of him he all he has to do is tweet a positive thing about uber and what do you know he gets free uber for three months i mean that's how nil works and i, I agree that it's this that it's 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 you know it, it's a mistake I, i'm just willing to cut all these kids huge you know, huge breaks based on their age and experience and dealing with, with uh, being famous. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's as long as acts of violence, uh, you know, I, I'm, you know, I, he, he deserves a second chance, but boy, 24 hours before you're supposed to be at media day. That's a, that's a, that's a rough time to, to end up in the pokey. No doubt about it. All right, let's go ahead and take another break. When we come back, we're going to talk about our 2024 commitment. All right, Jimmy, uh, Martavius Collins commits to Alabama Day. Uh, he'll be a tight end. I think he's listed as an athlete, uh, number 111 player in the country for 2024. Uh, Alabama dips back into Georgia and gets another player. Pretty cool. Yeah, good player, too. Watched uh, a lot of the tape again last night. Did a story uh, last night on his game. Uh, he reminds me, a lot of you older fans will uh, will like this, uh, he reminds me a lot of the Stallings tight ends, uh, the really good ones. Coach Stallings had a run of good tight ends. They weren't O.J. Howards. They weren't five stars who went on to become first-round picks. I'm not talking about that. 
but Coach Stallings had two or three tight ends in a row that were really good. Some of y'all might remember Rod Rutledge, uh, Patrick Haight. Uh, and then right after Coach Stallings left, I think he played for Mike Dubos, Terry Jones Jr. Uh, that's that's kind of who Martavius Collins reminds me of. They're block first guys. They're big and physical, so they get they get their position blocked, you know. But they're not third tackles. They're just good blockers, and they're block first guys. That's why you sign them, and that's where they really stand out. But the thing about Rod Rutledge and Patrick Cape and Terry Jones Jr. is hey, don't, don't leave them alone. Don't not cover them. They will absolutely catch the ball and make a play with their hands and with their feet, and particularly in the red zone, scoring touchdowns. Uh, that's who Martavius Collins is to me. He's like this throwback Stallings era tight end where he, he's so many tight ends today, Luke, you can tell just watching the tape. They're tight ends, but they want to be wide receivers. They want to split wide. They want to run deep routes. They want to try to make people miss, even though they weigh 230 pounds or 240 pounds. Here's a kid who does line up wide sometimes, but you can tell watching his tape, he likes playing tight end. He wants to hit people. He He's a contact first guy, but then the highlights of him catching the ball are impressive. He doesn't have super speed. He's not a 4-4 guy. He's not going to be, you know, it's unlikely to me that he's a future first round pick type guy. But uh, I like him a lot. Uh, on three ranks him as the ninth best tight end in the country in his class. And uh, he's got a ways to go. As you know, he's 2024. The earliest he can sign with us, Luke, is 17 months from now. Uh, this kid's body is going to be a lot different in 17 months. And uh, But, it, but it, it's a really good pickup. Alabama is his dream school, according to him. So, yeah, the chances of a flip are always good these days, right? particularly when you're talking about 17 months from signing day. But this kid really, really likes Alabama. And uh, as of today, I, I fully expect him to stick. Another big day for Alabama recruiting, and there could be some other good news coming right down the pike. So uh, looking forward to the rest of the week, Jimmy. And uh, that's going to do it for today. We will be back tomorrow to wrap up SEC Media Days. I'm going to try and give everybody my – SEC, all SEC picks. Again, I was supposed to go to media days, wasn't able to because of my parents. And um, so anyway, it doesn't matter, but I, maybe I'll give that. So we'll talk about it tomorrow. Until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.